Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Paulette Garnard, Henry Fonda, Walter Brennan, Lloyd Nolan. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Tonight, we have a four-star story with a four-star cast. The stars, Paulette Goddard, Henry Fonda, Lloyd Nolan, and Walter Brennan. And the story... Destry Rides Again, a thrilling drama of the old West with a brilliant score played by Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra with Frank Tours conducting. Our stars are on stage in just a moment, and our play will begin. Meanwhile, here's a little anecdote I'm sure you'll find mighty interesting. All right, bud. One cold winter day in the small village of Booth Bay Harbor on the coast of Maine, Mr. W.H. Simpson got out his magic carpet. It was a real 20th century magic carpet equipped with four-wheel brakes, headlights, and an engine. Just such a magic carpet as every motorist owns, a modern automobile. But Mr. Simpson was taking a trip very few motorists take, a 7,000-mile trip. He started off driving hard and using Gulf Pride motor oil, changing it regularly. Not once did he have to add oil between changes until he ran out of Gulf territory in the West. Then he put in another every hundred miles. What a change from Gulf Pride. For Gulf Pride had succeeded full many times that distance. That practical test proved to this thrifty Yankee that there's a reason for Gulf Pride motor oil. You see, Gulf Pride is made differently from all other motor oils, refined by the famous Alclor process that Gulf alone uses. This extra method of refining removes up to 20% more of the easy oxidizers found in other premium oils, and thus makes Gulf Pride resist air to an extraordinary extent. Gulf Pride forms less carbon sludge and varnish. It stays up to the mark better, vaporizes more slowly, does a finer job of lubricating. So give this amazing 100% pure Pennsylvania oil a trial in your car. We predict you'll never use any other oil but Gulf Pride motor oil. A burst of applause greets our stars as they enter the Gulf Theater stage. They step to the microphones and we present Destry Rides Again. Adapted by Paul Franklin and Charles Taswell. Henry Fonda plays Deputy Sheriff Tom Destry. Paulette Goddard is Frenchie. Lloyd Nolan is heard as the crooked gambler Kent. And Walter Brennan is Wash Dimsdale, the town drunk. Now the house lights fade. There's the opening music cue, and Destry rides again. <laughs> The town of Bottleneck is a rough and tawdry accumulation of unpainted shacks, gambling houses, saloons, and dance halls growing out of the Montana prairie. The Last Chance Saloon is the roughest, loudest, bawdiest spot in Bottleneck, and is owned by a man named Kent and his partner, the girl called Frenchie, who runs the roulette wheel. All right, gentlemen, place your bets. The wheel's running hot tonight. Pick your lucky number and make your prayers to Lady Luck. 
Wash, a tremulous old barfly, stands drunkenly at Frenchy's elbow, mumbling half to her and half to himself about his favorite subject. Yes, sir, old Tom Destry was the bravest shooting this sheriff that ever lived. I'm telling you, Frenchy. Tell me some other time, Wash. Here we go, boys. Round and round it goes, and where it stops, nobody knows. Old Tom Destry wanted to scare nothing and nobody. And when Destry and me started shooting, why, the law spread all over the land like a flood. Number 13 on the back. Oh, Too bad, boys, but stay with it. Somebody's got to win sometime, you know. Just keep your money in your belts, man. I haven't got a chance of winning on that wheel. Who said so? Well, if it isn't Sheriff Keogh with his tin star polished up like a headlight. Well, close you up, Frenchy. You don't tell me. And every other game in the place. Your roulette wheel's crooked. Kent's cards are marked. So close up and stay closed. Kent's going to be kind of hurt about this, Sheriff. Shall I break the news to him, or are you brave enough to do it? Where is he? Back there in the office. Thanks. Hey, what's up, Frenchy? The sheriff's come to close us up, Mayor. I told Ken he was a troublemaker when he appointed him. He's gone in to talk to Ken. I'll hand it to Keo. He's got plenty of... Two shots, Frenchy. In Ken's office. Yeah. I heard him. Ken's got an awful quick temper. I'm afraid something just happened in there that's going to cause a lot of trouble. Come on, Clara. Stop shaking and powder my back. Yeah. Yes? All right, come in. Get out of here, Clara. Yes, sir. Isn't that just what I think? Well, what about Sheriff Keogh? Well, I told everybody he went out the back way. Had a sudden call to go out of town. Won't they ask questions when he never comes back? They'll have to find his body before they can prove anything. I didn't bargain for murder when I teamed up with you, Kent. Now, don't get soft-hearted on me, Frenchy. All right, I still say it was a mistake to kill Sheriff Keel. The mistake was appointing him sheriff in the first place. Well, who's the lucky man you've selected for your next victim? I don't know. Could be Jip, Steve, any one of our boys. Wouldn't it look pretty crude if you put in one of your own crowds? Mm, yeah, maybe you're right. Say, I know just the man. She's right outside hanging on the bar. Elect him sheriff, give him a bottle a day, and the town's yours. Who are you talking about? Our local drunken windbag, the Honorable Wash. Wash Dimsdale. Why, of course, it's a natural. Oh, Frenchie, you're wonderful. Come on, we'll go out front and break the news to the mayor. Have him tell Wash he's our new sheriff. <laughs> Sheriff Joe Keogh, having been suddenly called away, we need a new sheriff. Therefore, I here and now appoint his successor. That paragon of courage, that credit to bottleneck, Mr. Wash Dimsdale. Who's talking about me? It's you. It's you, Wash. The mayor, Wash, he just appointed you sheriff a bottleneck. <laughs> sheriff? Sheriff, did he say? What kind of a loony joke is he pulling for? No joke, Wash. Hand me the badge, Kent. I want to pin it on our new sheriff personal there. Sheriff, let me be the first to congratulate you. Hey, bartender, drinks in the house. Come on, Wash. We'll celebrate with champagne. Oh, sure. 
just like old song history. Say, Wash, didn't you hear me? I said, come on and have a drink. Yeah, yeah, I heard you, Frenchie. But Sheriff Wash Dimsdale ain't drinking. What? You're not drinking. A man has to choose betwixt a bottle and a badge, and I'm choosing the badge, Kent. Better change your mind. No, Frenchie, I'm making it up here and now. This town needs respect for law and order. And you're going to give it to us, huh? <laughs> when I was Destry's deputy, we handled ornery up bunches and you got here. Sure, but Destry's been dead a long time. Maybe so, maybe so. But young Tom Destry's alive. I'm sending for him to be my deputy. You what? He was handmade by his pa to be the fightingest man in the whole West. Yes, sir, I'm sending for him to come here by the first stage. We'll clean up this town, me and him, and you'll see. Just be right again. I'm sending for him. I'm sending for young Tom Destry. Destry. Ain't he the guy that cleaned up Tombstone? Yeah, Tombstone and Points West. You know, Kent, I hate to be a pessimist, but I wonder if we haven't made another big mistake. <laughs> Come on now, give Tom Jesty a chance to get out of the stagecoach. Driver, never handle a team like that again. I'm going to tear you apart with my own bare hands. You hear that? <laughs> Listen to him, Tom. Tom Jesty. Welcome to Bottleneck. Sorry, partner, but my name's Carruthers. <laughs> and where's Tom Jesty? Oh, Wash. I'm Tom Jesty. Guess I changed some since you last saw me. You, Tom? Oh, oh. I guess I didn't expect to see Tom Jestry dressed up like a dude wearing an umbrella. <laughs> Washed, I knew a man once named Stubbs. Thought he saw a potato bug on his leg. Well, Stubbs reached out and grabbed her and nearly lost his hand. He judged by looks. Darn thing was a bumblebee. <laughs> and as for the umbrella, it was raining when we left Pecos. Huh? Oh, oh uh, well, Tom, uh, this here's Kent. Kent? Tom Destry. Howdy. Well, well, so you're Tom Destry, huh? Yep. Sure have heard a lot about you, Mr. Kent. Yeah. Maybe you've heard I got a hobby. That's funny, so have I. Mine's carving napkin rings. Is that so? Mine happens to be collecting deputy sheriff's guns. So you better give me yours right now. Sorry, but that's one gun your collection's going to be mine. You mean I'll have to take it? If you can. Tom, look out! Keep your hands right where they are till I frisk you. You make one move and I'll... Well, I'll be hanged. You ain't packing a gun. Nope, I never reckon I'd need to be healed in bottleneck. Huh. And after all we hear, the great Tom Destry's son, a no-gun sheriff. <laughs> well, this ain't a hot one. Say, come on over to the last chance. I want you to meet Frenchie. Boy, is she going to get a big laugh out of you. <laughs> Come over, Frenchie. Tell me what you think of him. You mean this dude is what we've been waiting for? Yes, ma'am. I'm Tom Destry. Come and visit, and I wore my good clothes. <laughs> he's, he's cute, ain't he, Frenchie? And you know what? He don't carry a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the guy who cleaned up Tombstone. What did you use, a cake of soap? Well, no, ma'am, but I've seen the time a cake of soap could have come in mighty handy. man I knew once had a reputation of being plenty tough. 
One night he called on a lady who worked in a tombstone saloon. He kind of fancied her and he kissed her on the cheek to prove it. If she'd have used soap and water more often, he'd still be here. You see, the poor man died next morning in a painter's college. Why, well, you and... Break out! 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 Break Tom, she tripped in that chair and knocked herself clean out. I'm sure sorry for what happened, but we can't let a lady stay lying on a saloon floor. Tom, put down that water bucket. Tom, go. Someone's got to bring the lady, too. Who did that? Who threw that water on me? Well, he's lying, ma'am. I did it with a little fuck. Get out of my way and let me out of him. I'm going to tear him apart. Look out, Tom. She's going to hold that lamp. Now, ma'am, <laughs> you should never throw a lamp underhand. Dodge this one, Nick. Woo! Now, if you got to throw glasses, make sure mine's got beer. I'll beer you. I'll break your neck. Careful, ma'am. I'll show you. Fritzy, you... look out that table. Great gilded glory, Tom. What happened? Why, she done knocked herself out again. <laughs> Continue with Act Two of our Gulf Theater production. Destry rides again in just a few seconds. Just time enough for Bud Heaston to do a little reminiscing about the good old days. Please, Bud. Not many years ago, when every gay young blade owned a horse and buggy instead of a streamlined convertible coupe, folks did very little traveling in the wintertime because, well, a trip in an open carriage was apt to be mighty uncomfortable. Not only that, it required often lots of preparation. What with hitching up old Dobbin, getting out the horse blanket and the family blankets filling the wagon with straw or hot bricks to keep your feet warm and things like that. But nowadays, we think nothing of traveling miles, even in the dead of winter. All we have to do is get in our cars and go. And just to make sure that our cars will always start instantly and give us top performance all the way, we take advantage of Gulf's quick-starting team, Gulf Pride Motor Oil and Gulf No-Knox Gasoline. For free-flowing Gulf Pride not only helps your motor turn over instantly... But after your engine's warmed up, you can depend on Gulf Pride for perfect lubrication. And Gulf No-Knox gasoline not only fires in a flash, even in icy cold cylinders, but it gives you smooth performance every mile of the way. So for trouble-free winter motoring plus real quick starting, get Gulf Pride motor oil and Gulf No-Knox gasoline. ready to rise on the second act of Destry Rides Again, starring Henry Fonda as Tom Destry, Paulette Goddard as Frenchie, Lloyd Nolan as Kent, and Walter Brennan as Wash. A week later, and much to Wash's disappointment, his new deputy is still a no-gun lawman. The mystery of Sheriff Keogh's strange disappearance is still unsolved, although Wash is certain he was murdered. Destry is asked to carry on the investigation in his own way, and as the scene opens, he's calling at Frenchie's house in the hope of getting some information. Miss Frenchy, say for you to come right along in, Mr. Destry. Thanks. Yeah, he is, Miss Frenchy. Get out of the way, Clara. Yes, ma'am. Oh, oh, now hold it, ma'am. Come off from behind that settee, you coward. Now, please don't start throwing things again. I came over here special just to apologize. Apologize for what? Well, if you put that lamp down, I think we could talk more comfortable. Well, all right, start talking. Oh, I aim to apologize to you for not knowing who was a real boss of Bottleneck. So you're finally starting to get some sense, huh? Why, you might call it that. 
Now, I could have stomped in here shooting off my face about rumors I've heard. Such as? Well, some folks say you run a crooked wheel and you take part in crooked poker games. Destry, you think you can come in here and hint around with me, don't you? Listen, I've seen tin horns like you plenty of them. Well, I've seen people like you too, Frenchie. Abilene, Dodge, Tombstone, they all thought the easy picking would last forever. You better mind your own business or you'll be heading for trouble. Trouble is my business. Well, mine's doing as I please, and in this town, that's just what I do. So I noticed. And I've got plenty of people back of me to take care of anybody that gets in my way. Like they took care of Sheriff Keogh? Yes, just like that. I... That's what I thought. You do too much thinking. Is that what's called a hint in bottleneck? Yeah. And the second hint is a bullet. I like that about you, Frenchie. You come to the point. Oh, that's not the only thing I like about you. I bet you got a pretty face under all that paint. You take that back or I'll... We'll have to paint off sometime, Frenchie, and take a good look at what un- what's underneath it. And figure how you can live up to it. You see, I got an idea I could like you a lot. Get out! Get out of here! That's a mighty pretty teacup. That's the nicest thing you ever threw at me. Get out! I guess you're learning to like me, too. Get out! Get out! Get out! Get Gilded glory, Tom. Chasing after Frenchie and getting this town cleaned up. Why don't you strap on them guns and put Kent and his gang in Boot Hill Cemetery? Because that's not my way, Wash. Uh, I had a friend once, an Opry singer. Went into the cement business. One day he fell into the mixer, and now he's in the cornerstone of the post office in St. Louis, Missouri. He should have stuck to his own way of doing things. Well, I still say that Kent and his whole crowd ought to be planted six feet under. And more than likely, a dozen more spring up in their place. No, so Wash, we got to put them behind bars as an example to the rest. Yeah, but how? Well, do you think Sheriff Keogh left town? Oh, of course not. No matter what Kent says, I know. He was ventilated with a forty-four. Suppose we was to find, what do them lawyers call it, the corpus delicti, the body of the deceased? Ah, uh, we ain't got a chance of doing that. I think we have, Wash. Come on, let's go over to the last chance and have a little powwow with the only witness to that shooting, Mr. Kent himself. It sure is right neighborly of you to let me join in your checker game, Mr. Kent. You know, most folks around here ain't so friendly. Well... See, we just don't like sheriffs. I'll jump your man here. Uh-huh. Well, they tell me Sheriff Keogh wasn't very popular. Every time I mention his name, people look scared. Guess I'll have to take one of your men now. Well, look who's visiting us. Hello, Destry. Good evening, Miss Frenchie. Maybe checkers is your game, and checkers, you can take a man without using a gun. Tom was just asking about Keogh, Frenchie. Destry, you seem to make a habit of wasting your time. I'm telling you now, Destry, that Keogh left town. I know, I know. Only I got to thinking maybe he left something behind. Something like a body. Yeah, but he can't prove a crime without finding a body. That's right, Kent, but suppose we knew where there was one in pretty good condition. Well, that's a fine, lively conversation in front of a lady. Come on, Sheriff. Let's see how you are dancing. Ma'am, I'm sure unhandy with my feet. Well, you'll have to prove that, mister, because I've always wanted to lay my head on a sheriff's badge. Well, I might as well go whole hog or nothing. If you excuse us, Ken. Oh, sure, sure. Go right ahead. Hey, Mayor. Come here. Here, Ken. 
Destry's shooting off his mouth. He's hinting that he's found Keo's body. Oh, he's bluffing. Anybody's been out to Panaman Canyon, we'd know about it. Yeah, but we gotta find out. I tell you what. Send Jip out there to make sure while Frenchie's dancing with Destry to keep him here. Pretty good. Especially that part where they call your left arm up and your right around her waist, dance with a pretty girl face to face. Yeah, that's twice you'd said I was pretty. Well, you are. Destry, you know, there's something about you that... Look, will you please get out of this town before they kill you? Would it make you feel bad if they did? What difference does that make? A lot. All right. Then will you go for my sake? Tom! Tom! It worked! It worked! Just like you said! Now, we'll talk it over outside. Yeah, but I found it, Tom. Out Panaman Canyon. Shut up, Wash. Can't you see Oh, it? sure. You've been out to Panaman Canyon, huh? Tell me, what did you find? Hey, you ought to know, Kent. He followed Jip. We followed Jip when you sent him out of here. And he let us right to Keo's body. Yeah, and I got Jip locked up in a jug on a charge of murder. Oh, shit. There isn't something being poured into your mouth. Something else is being spilled out of it. Let him talk, Destry. Kent doesn't seem to be enjoying Shut it. Shut up, Frenchie. Well, they haven't got a case against Jip. You're darn tootin' we have, and what's more, we got a circuit judge coming in on the morning stage to try him. And maybe you, too, if we can get Jip to talk. Oh, yeah? Well, thanks for the information, Wash. Only I wouldn't count too much on Jip talking. A lot of things can happen before morning. Word you had to talk to me tonight, Frenchie. Yes. Yes, I had to. I'm leaving town and I wanted to see you before I left. Why, it's kind of sudden, ain't it? No, I should have left here long ago. And I ought never to have tied up with Kent. I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, I reckon folks are going to miss you here. What about you? Yeah, me too. Where do you aim to go? Back where I came from. New Orleans. Have you ever been there? No. Wonderful every time of year. Tom, will you come with me? How about it? You said you liked me, didn't you? Please, you've got to come. Well, I sure would like to, but I got a job here to finish. All you've got here is a piece of ground six feet deep. Tom, what can I say to you? I can't bear to see a kill like you. What makes you think I will be? Because I know Kent. The stage leaves tonight. Promise me you'll be honest. Why are you so afraid for me? Because I love you, that's why. I've loved you since the first moment you walked into town. Well, go on, laugh, why don't you? Because I don't see nothing to laugh about. You you don't think I'm so bad? Bad? Didn't I tell you once I had an idea I could like you a lot? Shots. Down toward the jail. What is it? So it's all a trick. Tom, no. You got me here and fed me a lot of fancy talk while Kent raided the jail. I'll remember this, Frank. Tom, Tom, don't go out there, please. Tom, Tom. Oh, you poor fool. Carry him in here, Doctor. That's it. There. How is it now, Wash? Uh, they 
They shot me in the back, Tom. Yeah, I know. You got a rest, boss? No. My resting time's coming. Don't pull that long face, Tom. It was Moon's fault. Please, Wash. No, I'm to blame. Uh, give it all the way to Kent when I come into the saloon. Tom, I'm just plumb no good. That ain't so, Wash. You and my dad, you're two peas in a pod. Brave and honest and tough. And like him, you got shot in the back. But when I leave here, I'm strapping on his own two guns and squaring a lot of accounts. Yeah. Destry's guns. Old Tom. I'll be sitting on a cloud of steadying your shooting arm. Steadying your shooting arm. When Destry rides again. When Destry rides again. Do you hear me? This is Destry, Kent. I'm coming for you. Oh, come in, Tom. I'll kill you. This is Destry, Kent, and I'm coming in. Tom. I've been waiting for you, Destry. That gun you're packing loaded? With slugs that have got your name written all over them. Your girlfriend came down to plead for your life. Now she can stay and watch you die. Tom, you don't stand a chance. Why didn't you listen to me? I've listened to a lot of things today, Frenchie. You and Wash while he was dying with a bullet in his back. Now I'm tired of listening. Kent, you're finished. <laughs> Look who's talking. It's Tom Destry talking, Kent. And this time I'm packing my guns. Now, just to give you a break, suppose we let Frenchie here start counting. And when she gets to three, I'll figure your hand is filled. All right, Frenchie. And make it fast. I won't. I'm not going to stand Go here. Go on, Frenchie. Yeah, start counting. One. Two. For God's sake, get it over with. Look out! Frenchie, don't! Frenchie! Get out of here! Sure, Kent. Nice shoot, nice shooting, Destry. You win. I reckon they top card in any game. It's a dame in love. Frenchie. Frenchie, why did you run in front of me? You tried to beat the cop. I know, but you ain't got no call to be stopping a bullet meant for me. Not bad. My shoulder. I gotta get you to a doctor. It doesn't hurt half as much as what you said when you left me tonight. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it at all. Then you still have the idea that maybe you could like me? I ain't never lost the idea. I ain't never gonna lose it. Hey. Hey, what are you crying for? Because I'm happy. And because maybe the tears will wash away any pain that's left. I wouldn't want you to get painted, Colin. Shucks, I... I had colic regular when I was a baby. Look, I ain't scared of it at all.
Ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Paulette Goddard, Henry Fonda, Walter Brennan, and Lloyd Nolan direct from the stage of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater in Hollywood. The four stars you heard tonight, like the famous screen personalities we have brought you in the past, all donated their performances. In return, Gulf has contributed handsomely to the Motion Picture Relief Fund in order to help build a home that will provide for the workers in the picture industry who can no longer provide for themselves. Next week, one of the most sensational casts in the three-year history of the Gulf Theater. Norma Shearer, Francho Tone, Mary Astor, and Hattie McDaniel in No Time for Comedy. It's the romantic comedy that came to Hollywood after a record run on Broadway and became a motion picture hit from coast to coast. Next week, the Gulf Screen Guild Theater presents for the first time on the air S.N. Behrman's brilliant play, No Time for Comedy, starring Norma Shearer, Francho Tone, Mary Astor, and Hattie McDaniel. The music, of course, will be by Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra with Frank Tours conducting, so be sure to listen. Until next Sunday night, then, this is Roger Pryor saying... Good night, everyone, for your neighborhood good golf dealer. Paulette Goddard is currently appearing in second chorus. Lloyd Nolan starts filming soon on Two Bad Angels. Henry Bonner will soon be seeing Lady Eve all the Paramount. Walter Brennan's latest is Frank Capra's Meet John Doe. But he's been speaking... This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.